That means I'm recording, right? Jason, Scott, anybody know that on StreamYard? I see that it says live. Live. To me, live. says yeah, that it's live. live. <laughs> okay, and everybody who's listening to this, seeing it live, can you tell John's not here? Uh, it's Lee. Hi. I really, really <laughs> hope this is recording or else John is going to give me so much hell. Okay. Um, so hi, everybody. Welcome to 50 Days of Dragon Con. This is Lee by herself. Really, really hoping this is recording because I don't see a little record button and I thought John said there had to be one, but okay, whatever. Um, I don't, I'll make him do something else with it. So we are here today. I'm not going to do the hi. I'm going to do the hello. 50 Days of Dragon Con. You know what this is. The podcast that is a little bit masochistic and needs a little more help and therapy and meds. So, but we're here with people who also need therapy and meds. We are here with four people taking meds. That's one of the rules at Dragon Con, folks. I've said it before. Take your meds. Take your meds. Take your meds. Only take your meds. Your meds. <laughs> Don't share your meds. No. You may share Advil or Tylenol if someone asks you for them, but you can't share the other meds. Don't share meds. Meds are bad. Okay. So we are here with Jason, Scott, Michael, and Nefri, who are four people from Tech Ops. And three of these people get to blame Michael for this, or who is also called Transstar, because Michael emailed 50 days and said i don't want to be on but i want you to get tech ops on because i don't think people know what tech ops does and i said sure and then i proceeded to email these other three people and say and i'm throwing michael under the bus and he has to be here too so hi michael nice to meet you uh, <laughs> i'm lee see I'm what happens <laughs> yeah. see you volunteer other people and you get volunteered <laughs> That's, well, that's how we all started here. That's exactly. <laughs> I was going to blame Jason. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to blame Jason? Blame Jason. Yeah. Yeah. That's what works. So we're going to start with Jason just because I am going from top and what is this? Left to right doing it that way. So Jason, who are you? What do you do? And how long have you been with Dragon God? Uh, so I'm Jason Allgood, uh, also known as Wolfman. In Tech Ops, we pretty much don't go by real names. We only know each other by our badge names. And I've, that's the name I've had since middle school, so that's the name that stuck. Uh, I am the daytime director of Tech Ops. Uh, I have been a director for the last nine or ten years-ish. Wow. Um, this is my 26th year at DragonCon. So yeah. I've been doing this since uh, 1996. It's been a little while ago. <laughs> Okay. 
Um, alrighty, and then now we will also go, go to West Coast, who is also known as Scott. I'm Scott. Um, yeah, they, at DragonCon, they call me West Coast. I am the nighttime director for Tech Ops. Um, I've been doing this since 2000. I think that was my first year. Oh, wow. Um, and like most of those in Tech Ops, done everything from run a cable from here to there, to run a room, to run a hotel, to now run that shift for Dragon Con and Tech Ops. Okay. Is would night I would think that night would be a little calmer at Dragon Con, but I actually doubt that at Dragon Con. I I was thinking nope. No. The daytime's nice because it's a lot of talking heads, but the nighttime Mm -hmm. comes out to a little bit more of the parties, a little bit more of the wild stuff. And so it's not that there's more technical problems. It's Mm -hmm. more there are more general problems that kind of arise that we are brought into to help resolve issues. Ah. It's a a different kind of production value. Like during the day, panelists talking at a panel, you got a couple of people with microphones, Q&A. After about 6, 7 p.m., we started to get into things like Masquerade and some of the bands that start and some of the stage shows. And then that trailers on into the the bigger bands and the DJs and things like that, which leads over to Nefri, but Nefri, you can probably introduce yourself too. And then you have Kilt Blowing to throw into that too. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Okay. Sorry, my leave, my leave no, 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 you got kilt blowing. It, it is something that happens at Dragon Con. And if you don't know what it is, it's after 10 p.m. So that should give you an idea of the audience <laughs> that kilt blowing is for. So, you know, just, just, and that. you know, you could always, you could always just look it up, you know, like with the, because it's, look, look it up. Just saying. I like you, Nefri. I already know I'm going to like you. <laughs> I like you, Tilly. <laughs> Okay, so now we've got Transtar, who is also Michael, who's the one who got all of these people here. Hi, Michael. What do you do and how long? And oh, my goodness, you poor thing. You look all of 12, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so my name is Michael. I'm a hotel lead, like uh, Scott was saying. So you kind of rise up through the way ranks and uh, I'm work in the West End. So I'm pretty much uh, because that hotel does somewhat shut down. work most of the time that it is there. So uh, we are responsible for making sure everything runs smoothly over there in the Westin um, from everything from just making sure hotel relations to making sure everything's working, which sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. And it, you just deal with it. <laughs> you just deal with it. Yep. 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 Organized chaos. There you go. And Nefri, what do you do? And how long have you been doing it? Um. I, I might have to check in. I'm not really sure. I think I started in 2006. Uh, I know that I'm I'm pushing 15 years, if this isn't my 15th year. So 2006, 2007, something like that. And um, I, I started as Grunt, actually. Um, I started in the long, long ago, uh, the old school tech ops, and I, I eventually landed my way to working in the big centennial ballroom as the main sound tech. And I have some odd stories from that experience until Jason discovered I was organized. Uh Oh, um, oops. Yeah. Oops. So then you just sort of, like they said, involuntarily sometimes get put <laughs> in different positions. 
and you can do this. <laughs> oh, and then you can do this too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can hurt. So now, you can now hurt I'm the overnight director. Yeah, it's always yeah. hurting cats. So I'm yeah. the overnight director. So okay. um, the three of us work in concert because, as Scott clarified at the beginning, it is a 24-hour convention. If not for the attendees, then it certainly is for tech ops. Um, mm-hmm. We have a ton of rooms that have just, you know, huge quantities of cables and equipment and everything and all of that. Um, we've got security issues at night. We've got people throwing chairs. We've got, it, it gets, it gets a little wild at night, but, uh, it's definitely a different beast than, um, what, what the guys have to deal with. They much more have to think on their feet. They have to do things on the fly while the, the panel is effectively going on. Whereas I get a little more grace period. I can kind of maneuver around at night where nobody can see me and I can be very sneaky. Okay. Got it. So I need to find you if I need a cable and I can't find it. And all of a sudden it shows up in the morning. Got it. Got it. Understood what Nefri does here. Always. Look, Suddenly really director. regretting my answer. <laughs> I am a track director. I use any and all networking possible. So thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, okay. Now, some tech ups. You guys have kind of explained it. You're in all the main rooms. You're in all the track rooms. You're in you're in the Dealer. concourse, right? Dealer's room, right? Mm-hmm. A display, a projector, speakers. If you hear an audio loop of something going, and in some cases we literally just provided power strips and and, and electrical extension cords to like registration and things like that so or the uh even the bullhorns for the parade uh so the people out there directing traffic that came from tech ops's stuff as well yep i think if if anything plugs into a wall one of us has probably touched it okay (laughs) yeah good to know good to know and okay so we're gonna get more into this but how all right so i know you're at all five hotels you already said the mark how big is tech ops uh, we are. I'm, the I'm biggest, gonna let y'all take that. We are the <laughs> we are the biggest department within DragonCon itself. Okay. Um, we get 300 plus volunteers just for tech ops every single year, um, and there's no way we can do it without less people. Um, at, we start the Monday before DragonCon and end the Monday of Dragon Con, and we're running usually 24 hours a day. We need that many people constantly through all three of these shifts just to make it survive. Um, wow. To, to kind of go into the granularity of, of why so many. So we have 18 ballrooms that we staff 24 hours a day that we set up yeah. and tear down and do all of those changes in the middle between bringing bands on and striking tables and all that fun stuff. But then we also set up uh, track, at least 80. about 80 meeting rooms for the tracks. So that's mm-hmm. all of the microphones and the projectors and displays and all that kind of stuff that go into the track rooms. And then we usually have some kind of a local equipment room or some kind of a triage center that can support those track rooms as they operate. So like in the, the Hyatt, for example, if you had a problem in a room, you could go to um, you know, our, our operations center in the Hyatt and say, hey, I have a problem in this room and we have somebody that can kind of support you from there. Okay. So yeah, if there is a problem, I know track directors contact you guys like going, 
They didn't tell me they needed a projector. I asked all my guests. They never said they needed a projector. <laughs> and you guys have pulled my butt, ta- my butt, I know, out of the fire, but a lot of other track directors as well. So thank you. I will say Sometimes this. literally. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sometimes literally. <laughs> okay, I don't have anything to do with fire. So whose butt was on fire? Because that sounds like somebody's got to tell me a story. We've... We'll just say we've had some experiences with um, unscheduled pyrotechnics or pyrotechnics that were more than authorized uh, in the past. Uh, (laughs) They didn't, and those didn't have anything to do with the Tesla coils, did they? Oh no, No, the Tesla coils were actually okay. Uh, (laughs) We we were we were all good for that. Just a few other groups. Yeah, a few other groups in the past that you know didn't really want to play by Dragon Con's rules. So they they're not welcome back anymore. Every year you get somebody. Yep. Every year you get somebody who thinks they can pull the wool over somebody's eyes, not realizing (laughs) there's 128 directors constantly walking around. That I guarantee you, if you're going to try to pull something, you're going to get caught. Bye bye badge. Don't come back. Yeah. And by the way, I'm a mom too. Don't know anybody else is a parent on this group, but I'm a mom. There is very little, Scott, there's very little you're going to surprise me with. Plus, I worked in public health and with the Department of Social Services. You, There is no story you can tell me that is going to shock me. It might surprise me a little bit, but you can't shock me and you won't get it past me. Because I was a boring kid in high school, but my sister wasn't. So I learned a lot from her. I'm just saying... I'm, I'm an IT manager who was trained to become an ed, to teach sixth grade ed, education. So there's oh, very little yeah, thing. Man. There's very little that you can do to make me kind of be that surprised. And I'm yeah. usually look at you and say, "Is that the best you could do?" Really today? Yeah. Seriously, it's Monday. You, you you got you had to come here on Friday to even surprise me at all at this yep. point. So good. So 300 volunteers. Now I'm going to ask this to Michael. You're at the Weston. The mm-hmm. Wild Wild Western, which it does seem to get a night a little bit calmer. Although this year, good luck. There, yeah, that's a, that's if a, you yeah. listen to Phil, there might be some gaming extra in yep. there overnight. But how many do you have? How many volunteers just in that hotel? Uh, just have- in our hotel, we typically probably run about uh, fifteen to twenty. Um, okay. Just for just for tech ops. So um, our main center is that Peachtree Ballroom. Um, and then we have uh, uh, the hotel leads and then what we call firefighters, which are kind of our uh, people who have shown themselves to be technically competent um, that can run around, fix things that happen in track rooms in the main ballrooms. Um, so but between those, we're usually, if you've ever, ever been to the Western, all those stairs, I've at least touched probably one of those stairs once a weekend. Um, it's because I'm you, up and down constantly. Do you wear a pedometer so you know how many steps you take, or do you just not? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I do not do that. I don't. All the guys do it. I'm not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I yeah. I did it one year, and once it hit eighty thousand steps in the con, I stopped. I was it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out. I'm done. So, so, yeah, I was gonna say, what was that, Scott? That was what. Tuesday, Wednesday. That exactly. Day. It was like no. Nope, it was I'm, just I'm, during I'm not, a load-in day that we're going to talk I'm about not, in a minute, right? I'm not yeah. doing it. I, 
up. During con, I, I have forced myself during the actual show when it's open between Thursday and Monday is mm-hmm. to try to sit in more places or kind of light in a couple of more strategic places where I need to be because during load in, when we're actually pushing stuff around and getting to all the places, I average about 10 to 12 miles a day during load in. Yep. Oh, my. Oh, my, my, my. That, that's a lot. Yeah. That's my my lot. average over the last about eight years at Dragon Con is right about 70 miles every year. Yeah, because as a director, you're constantly making that route from hotel to hotel to hotel, get all the way around, break for a few minutes, get up and get all over again. Because you probably have gotten dehydrated Mm -hmm. by this point and you need to do that. Oh, wow. Well, and that's assuming that you don't get any of the really fun special projects, which is, in my opinion, my favorite thing about being in management that I never got to do as a grunt, is we have all of our regular activities that that, Mm -hmm. the Well, the four of us and our other hotel leads all have to do, and I do mean 365, but then once we get on site, sometimes we get, we get, um, what would you call it? We get like bonus levels. Um, We get side quests. I know what side quests are. We get quests side quests. My, my son and my husband play D&D. I know what side quests are. Oh, okay, so, okay, so you're familiar. So our side quests usually run along the lines of somebody vastly more powerful than us comes to one of us and says, Hey, um, we've got a John Barrowman panel and he wants to walk into the wonder woman theme, but not the new one from the movie. I want the original one with, uh, Linda Carter. And I want to make sure to have this and I don't want to have any of the video. I just want to have the audio. Can you go ahead and have that for me in like, uh, three and a half hours. Is that good? Okay. Awesome. More like 15 minutes. minutes. I know. Right. Oh no, we get lucky and they they come to us maybe that day. And it's like, all right, well, we can um I don't know how I'm gonna do that request. We we but I'm gonna figure it out. (laughs) We will the side quest like that, we we often have panelists walk on stage and basically like, hey. Can you get us intro music that's this theme or whatever? Like we don't bring it with us, you know. Can you can you just pull the song up and play it for us to walk in? I know Transtar knows what I'm talking about yeah. because it happened in his hotel once. Has it happened oh, yeah. in yours? Oh, and, and we yeah. will do whatever we can to make it happen. When they ask for it, what we'll do? Yeah, we will yeah. do. I I have to say my side quest, my favorite side quest as a track director was not even for my track, but was for friends of mine who were doing something. And they said there was supposed to be a guitar stand up on stage. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay. And they said, so do you have one? And I went, no. (laughs) And they said, Mm -hmm. well, but you can always do anything, Lee. And I said, no, no, see, yeah, no, y'all lie. We can't do anything. We can't do everything. But let me see. I basically walked around the bot, the the concourse level of the uh, was that Marriott at that point, and walked around there. And I said, I just need to borrow it for the next couple of hours. I promise I will bring it back. Here's mm-hmm. when I like showed them a badge. I'm a track director. This is when we had the blue ribbons too. And yep. like, I'm a track mm-hmm. director. And mm-hmm. they said, yeah, sure. We know who you are. I'm like, Oh, awesome. I don't know who the heck. I don't even remember what band it was at this point. Mm-hmm. I remember. I this. got it there. You do remember this Scott? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think you were around. That was a, 
Mm, that was fun. Yeah, uh, was like, Do we really have a guitar stand? No, but we can find one. I, okay. I can find one. So I went and walked around and and then I found out that there are two types of guitar stands. There's mm-hmm. an electric guitar stand yep. and an acoustic guitar stand. I, I, I had no idea. And if, and if you don't tell me, you're going to get the first thing I find. And well, the first thing that I find that somebody can let me use because they didn't have a concert that night that they hated. Yep. And that's usually what it is going back to the bands and saying, Hey, can we borrow something of your equipment? And we'll give it back. We swear we'll give it back because I don't need a guitar stand. I I don't want, I don't play guitar. So yeah, side quests are always fun at Dragon Con. I like this idea that you can just come forward and go, I would like to walk in to Wonder Woman and I'm thinking that would be awesome but no I don't actually really want to do that so that would be cool so okay I like this idea of side quests these are these are very good so now you guys have also said you're there on the Monday before con Yep. and in the pre-show sometimes the Tuesday after con so if John Boutel who is the producer, director, whatever of this, ever says he wants Con to be seven days, I think I'm just going to tell him to volunteer for you guys. Is that okay? Because no, we'll, no, he knows pit crap. He can, do, he can help y'all do that. He can volunteer, but we'll shoot him before he makes that suggestion of making it seven days. <laughs> yeah, that, mean, that means if it's seven days Dragon Con, it's 14 days Tech Ops. For right. us, yeah. Yeah, see, it means we're definitely going to have to revisit the definition of the word volunteer. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. At, and at that at that point, these three directors, my hotel leads, my volunteers will all start to cry, and um, we can't have that. Nope, 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 nope. We the, cry the enough. We cry exactly. enough. The, the compression that happens in there is what's really challenging for us. Is okay, you know, Dragon Con used to be, you know, three days. But it was still, you know, five plus for us because we still have to get in and set everything up when, you know, we added a little bit more onto Thursday and then we started kind of bumping some more into now we're official on Thursday and now we're kind of moving up some stuff in Thursday day. It just keeps moving us further and further back. The problem is the hotels in general don't have to commit to availability before Dragon Con's there. So we're right. fighting with other groups that are there before we are. So let's just say we have to go live by Thursday afternoon in the Marriott and there's a group in the Marriott until Thursday morning, which there often is, which there uh, often uh, is. Often. So we, we definitely have time compression problems where we have to get completely into a hotel and set up from scratch sometimes in, you know, six to eight hours. Mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's all hands on deck for that one hotel. Right. And oh we'll have goodness. our volunteers run into that room and help the hotel staff stack the chairs, get them off to the side, simply so we have more room to get our equipment in and going. Right. Yep. Because I think that's the thing people don't get. Okay. So every time you kind of trip over that cord that has the black tape on top of it, the electrical mm-hmm. tape, they put that down. Not just the cord, but the tape over it. And then they take it up. And then they might have to move it because all of a sudden we found out something and who knows what it could be. It's just that, well, the plug that we thought we were going to be able to use can't do, can't take four cords in it or two cords or whatever, or it can't take the surge protector. So yeah, we got to move it. Yep. So awesome. So yeah, that's just it. You guys are there constantly. You don't stop. That's amazing. (laughs) No. 
And so actually, really I was going to, yeah. Well, I was going to say a second ago, just that uh, Transstar is probably the youngest of us, but uh, me and Scott and Jason have been working together for upwards of 10 years now. So oh, wow. yeah, it's, yeah. we are, we are very much a part of each other's lives. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. We know who everybody is. We spend a lot of time together. By I mean, the when, end of con, I doubt you want to talk to each other for at least about a week, probably. We don't. We don't. We have a what? schedule, the three of us, and we have we do, we specifically do not talk to each other until after Halloween. <laughs> so I have mostly after first. action reports. I try to make September basically Dragon Con free after we leave con, but I we still have to get all of our uh, all of our after action reports into you know to our senior director so they can go to uh, to the con chairs. And uh, Transstar, you were about to say something, I think. I was going to say, it, it's also, too, I was just catching up on sleep and as well and recovering because, you know, Dead, dead Dog mm-hmm. is aptly named for us because we are yes. pretty fairly dead at that point. <laughs> Assuming we ever get there because we're well, yeah. still loading out during Dead Dog. That's right. often yeah. it. And I that's why I want to say, because somebody once said to me and they were like, you're still here on Monday at like five o'clock. You could have still done panels. I'm like. You do see we got nothing in here anymore. Like, I've yeah. got four <laughs> tables, and even half my chairs are gone. They well, have to take everything out of the room. Right? Well, that's the thing. What people don't understand is we'll start setting equipment up Monday before con through the start of con. So we have four, four and a half days to set everything up. When the con is done on Monday, we usually get from roughly 1 p.m., mm-hmm. and we try to get done by midnight to get everything that we did across four and a half days to get done in six hours done. So it's not a, Hey, can I have a panel at six o'clock on Monday night? No, 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 you cannot. Sure you can, but it's going to be in the loading dock and it's not going to have any technology that's plugged in. Oh, there you go. You can hold that microphone. (laughs) Yeah. It's just going to be there as a prop. It's not even going to be there as a prop because we're going to take it out of your hand. We got to put it in the box where it goes. Yeah, you can carry this one. Well, I think that's very interesting, too, because you guys were talking about that. I always love it when you guys will come in and you're like, and I'm like, how did you do that so fast? And they just look at me and they're like, your room is number 12 that we've done since one o'clock. And I'm like, oh, you're good at this. And they're like, yes, we are. And I've still got 27 more to go. Yeah. So. Well, we try to motivate people. You know, we don't want you to go to Dead Dog until we have all of our equipment done. Exactly. We, you want food? Get the job done. Now we go get food. Right. Yes, exactly. And if, for people who may not know what a, a Dead Dog is, it is a party <laughs> for people the last night uh before everybody scatters everywhere and it's for the volunteers but it depends and by calling it a party let me explain there's a reason it's called dead dog Dog. we are exhausted we are lying on the floor sometimes like a dog and you see i didn't say cat there's a reason that way because as soon as you try to do that with a cat, the cat's gonna get up and go somewhere else. So the dog is just like, I'm I'm done, I'm exhausted. Yep. So there you go. And we want them there so we can all share our hugs and our crying at the same exactly. time. We want them at that party, the tech ops and safety and everybody else. So there we go. Now, 
the other thing is load in and load out. Now, so we've talked a lot about that, but you guys will start, you'll load out whatever you can as early as you can. Cause I've been in the main ballrooms and you guys are already starting to take it down like at our 1130 panel. Cause you're like nothing in here after this one. Woohoo. Yeah. And stuff it all behind it's- us and we're ready to go. The sooner we can get out of the building or break down a room in particular, the faster we can get the rest of that hotel together because right. we have to have a consolidation point. So we have to get all of our gear out of all these track rooms back to some central point so we can put it all in a truck. Mm-hmm. And it takes more trucks to get out of Dragon Con than it does to get into Dragon Con because it goes into the trucks a little more disorganized oh, than it does okay. when it got here because they have okay, time to like- load those in a very methodical way where a lot of times we just have to get the stuff out of the building as quickly as possible. The other challenge is like, you know, let's just say we had a ballroom that didn't have any programming in it after, you know, 11 o'clock on Monday. Great. We can start tearing down that ballroom, but we still can't really do anything with that equipment because there's two bands trucks that are sitting in the loading dock that are getting their equipment out. And, you know, another furniture company is getting equipment out. So we, we have to fight for space in the dock. And you're getting stuff out on Labor Day, which is usually a, a non-working day for a lot of <laughs> I said for regular people or regular not Dragon people, not for <laughs> us, not for Dragon Con <laughs> people, not those of us that didn't run fast enough, but not for us. But one of those—that's always what I call it—and I love doing what I do. So as a director, I I love it. I I make jokes, but. I really do. Um, but yeah, so, but then you still got some people trying to get in there. I've seen them as soon as we've moved out of the concourse on the Hyatt, somebody else is putting up their registration it's, tables that'll start it, on Tuesday morning. It's or the same thing that it's the same thing we're doing during load in. Like, you mm-hmm. know, so we're, we're literally waiting for people to get out of our way sometimes or even, you know, you guys mentioned it just a minute ago, we're going in and helping the hotel stack chairs just to get them out of our way so right. we can bring gear in because there's another show loading out. There's there's people doing that right behind us at Dragon Con. So there's people mm-hmm. coming in to set up. And and so in some rooms, like in a track room, you see us set up the screens and projectors and things like that. Right. It's all stuff we can carry in by hand. In the ballrooms, you know, we have the the scissor lifts in there and, and trusses and things that have we have to have uh, – professional rigging crews come and lower that stuff down. So, I mean, there's, there's more involved stages, folks, those stages don't just show up either. Those are put up by people. Amazingly that just doesn't, it's not just there. It's kind of terrifying when you start thinking (laughs) about it. And that free, I bet that's where a lot of your planning experience goes, isn't it? Yes. Um, for the overnight, we also refer to it as the reset crew. Oh. Um, so my the the extent of my job is to make the next day better or as close as I can. Um, try to put out any fires that happened overnight, wrap up any disputes if there was any kind of issue with safety or, you know, somebody got too drunk or whatever. I mean, I have to deal with all of those things too, but I try always to talk with Scott and with Jason. And we're very, very, um, I think we've developed a really good method of communication over the years. And we pretty seamlessly can kind of roll this 24 hours a day. That's amazing. That I mean, that is, that takes a lot of operation 
operationalization and planning and yeah, wow. That's Amazing. because she doesn't want Transtar calling her up in the first thing in the morning saying, there were 950 chairs yesterday. There's only 945 today. Where's my five chairs? Where are my five chairs? <laughs> and I'm not saying that Transtar has done that. I'm not saying that Transtar has done that. I am saying that it has yeah. happened. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm, well, I'm just... Because my job is essentially to get those three... Out of my out of the West End because they don't want to have to make the trek up to up there. I know. I try to keep them out of the Sheraton as much as possible. I do. I do, I you know the Sheraton's nuts. Don't you know? And it's a trek. Even though it's not up the hill, it can be down that hill, which is just as scary. Yep. <laughs> Different muscles being used, but just as scary. And sometimes I know you guys only have very limited. Um, uh, ah, equipment that you actually hold at the Sheraton and Transtar probably at the Westin as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, we do, we do still operate a full ballroom in the Sheraton that has, you know, yes. rigged equipment that's flying and we do have track rooms over there too. We don't have, yes. we don't have quite the, maybe the emergency pool of equipment. Like you mentioned earlier, Hey, somebody didn't tell me they needed a projector and a guitar stand and a, magic flying widget that we have to invent while we're there at con. Uh, we, we do have those kinds of resources more in the, the core hotels and in, in like the Hyatt right. Marriott and the Hilton. Yeah. But we need well, to trademark all those things we, we invent on the fly. Cause we need to start making some money off of this stuff. Wait, what if you, Okay. I'm going to hold on. I want to hear that story. I want to also say this. If you're a panelist or a pro or whatever else, our con is does not have a bite out of any apple. So, if you're using something that is an apple-related product, you need to bring your own cords because they don't Our, got these. Our standard phrase is, I need an adapter for my Mac. When you bought your Mac, it came with an adapter. Make sure you put in your bag every time you leave your house. There you go. Keep in mind, you're... We're going to see a lot of presentations from these guys this year, too, yep. I'm sure. Yes. And yes. those adapters have all changed a lot. iPhones don't have headphone jacks anymore. If you want to play audio off an iPhone, make sure you bring the dongle that goes with it that adapts from lightning to 3.5 millimeter, because those are a little harder to come by. And dongle, it's actually a technical term. I didn't <laughs> exactly. believe that for many, many years, but DragonCon has convinced me that's actually a technical term. Yes, it is. Yep. Yes, it is. We, we were involved in some of that language phrasing. So yes, right. yes. Yep. And we're all twelve. We've already talked <laughs> about that a lot. But <laughs> oh yes. Um, but Scott, you were saying things you've invented on the fly. What have y'all invented? We've invented a lot of different ways to connect that PC to that projector, over to that soundboard, over to that camera and back over to somebody's personal recording device. And it's if we can do that at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. on Caffeine and Monster, we need to bottle that, trademark that, sell it to somebody else, because I guarantee you some other tech crew on some other convention needed that exact same piece of equipment, and they were just missing one little adapter. They, yes. they, needed, yeah. they needed that, or they needed the... How, all right, on YouTube... Exactly. How do I? Yeah, you got to yeah. make your own yeah. little it's, YouTube. 
It's funny because a lot of those things, there's the right way to do something. And then there's the way we have to do it in the time we have allotted with whatever request came in. So, I mean, I have literally, like literally had to cut a cable on stage while there was a band standing in front of me to solder a cable together so that a guitar could plug in because they didn't have a guitar cable with them. And I had to make one while they were playing. Uh Uh-oh. (laughs) <laughs> they didn't go run around the Marriott bottom of the Marriott. We, we didn't have the right kind of cable with what they uh, had, so I literally had to take a, you know a, a yep. cable and cut it and solder it back together in a different way so that they could use it. And the band was playing like they didn't have lead guitar for you know five minutes while I'm soldering a cable. Soldering a cable that they also oh goodness. Yeah. And I also want to bring up something Trans Stars said and and Nefri said. There's a reason that we all of a sudden go. Where did those five chairs go? Because mm-hmm. we need those five pairs. I was about to say you track your get very, very um, how do I say anxious about those extra five chairs? Yes, we do. Yes, we are. Yes, we will be. <laughs> and because those five chairs are necessary. And you can't yep. just take those chairs. And I'm also gonna say this: if all of a sudden you're walking around and you just happen to see a microphone on the floor. I know how much microphones cost people. Hand it to a track director because we will think it's tech ops. If it's not ours, we'll give it back to the hotel. But if you find a piece of technical equipment and you're like, oh, I'll just take this home. Please don't. Please give it back. Please don't. Yeah. Please don't. That makes our lives much more complicated. And it, it eventually makes the cons life more complicated too. And, and there are a lot of beans to count. Ask Nefri. And there are 3,700 microphones that they have to come up with. I have no idea if that's even close to the number. I'm trying it's to... Really close. Yeah. It's fairly close. It's remarkably close. How do we say it? it's con close? Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, we do use... Uh, we have we have 30... I think we have 34 microphones for the orchestra. So it's just mm-hmm. one example. What orchestra? The symphony, the Georgia Philharmonic. Oh, Every yeah, year that, for, yeah, yep. that one. Yeah. Yes, okay. I was like, <laughs> so we get a Dragon Con, con Orchestra. I'm like, wait, wait, did I miss that in one of our meetings? Well, okay, <laughs> sorry, that yeah. orchestra. Yeah, that, yeah. that, 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 that panel work. that's going to fill up as soon as that door opens up. Yep, yep. Yes, yes, it will. That so I have good. yet to fully watch the whole thing because something always happens. Yeah, I seriously. haven't ever yeah. Wa- been able to watch it because something has every time I've wanted to do that. Stop every laughing, time. Stop <laughs> laughing. Why is Nefri laughing? Nefri? Nefri? Because, there? because the guy. Because things happen when that happens. <laughs> and and things always- happen, and it's almost always never on my shift. And so <laughs> I get to hang out and they have to go work. And it's just. <laughs> There was there was a time in in another year uh, where we're watching the symphony, trying to relax and enjoy, and <laughs> all of us have radios in our ears, and all of a sudden you see two rows of people stand up and exit the building because something has going on that should not be going went on. Boom. Something went yeah. boom. Yeah. Something went something. You said him. We'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You'll often see people come up and like tap people on the back and then they'll like lean over and whisper. And if you see this look, <laughs> just don't ask any more questions. 
just yeah. bring that person chocolate or a cup of coffee and back slowly away. That's probably the best thing you can do. Um, we had a question here, and it's from um, Eternal Zan, but I'm assuming hey, you guys. Hi, Zan. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm assuming you guys need more volunteers. Yes. We yes. All always... the time, every year. Yeah. All, all the time, plus every one. year. Always. I'll, I'll, I'll take it this way. Um, Tech Ops always use, needs more volunteers. We have yet to hit our max capacity since I've ever been on tech staff. Okay. But there's a lot of departments out that way. Tech Ops, safety, registration. Those are three huge departments that will never run out of room to nope. put somebody. Always, always. And in, in all honesty, folks, track directors have done that and gone, hey, uh, what can we help with? Because safety is needed, somebody. I'll tell you my favorite safety story later. Uh, safety has needed somebody, or tech ops has, and somebody went, "Yeah, I know how to run that." And I'm like, yeah, "This is your new friend. Here's my friend Brent. <laughs> yeah, he's not even a volunteer. He's married to a volunteer, so he'll help." And those, yeah. so he's those are actually our favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are volunteers. Yes. Yeah. All right, exactly, because we've done that many a time. That's why my husband is volunteering here for gaming, so I can't all of a sudden go, honey, I, I, texting him, I need you too. He's like, nope, I'm gaming. I'm, I'm on my else. shift. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, because well, like, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Lee. I was just going to say that, you know, we're cracking a lot of jokes and, and that's great. But, you know, we usually are operating with like maybe a 15, 20 minute window sometimes right. in between having to be at a certain place or check on a certain guest or be at a particular panel. And it's so fast aside right. from all of the other stuff that we have to do that we are never, ever, ever lacking need for more bodies. Right. Um, and it doesn't even matter. We've had, <laughs> I'll probably tell this story later, maybe not, that we've been heckled. We get heckled in the ballroom sometimes. And sometimes you just walk in and they go, you know, what is Tech Ops doing? And you're like, well, I've worked in venues and backline for the last 20 years, but this kid's name is Willie and I met him Tuesday. So <laughs> I, I don't know what's wrong. We're, we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure and, it and out. Exactly. a piece of audiovisual equipment before Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, and the other question Zan had was, and how many hours does someone usually work in tech ops? I'm not going to ask you all that because the question is as many as you can do. Well, because we, we, they will we, always need people. We put it simple. Yeah. If you want to volunteer with tech staff, and, and again, it, everybody needs help out there, especially this mm -hmm. year. We get a lot of people this year saying, because of you know COVID and everything else, you guys must not need as much help. <gasps> no, we, we're still in every single ballroom. We're still in every single track room. We're setting up as if we're going to have a thousand people or a hundred thousand people. It's the same amount That's of equipment thing. for us. Right. Right. So for us, we look at people and say, if you're willing to donate at least 25 hours at least to help us, then come talk to us. If you're looking to, I'm going to volunteer two or three hours, you need to go talk to another department and see what you can work with them. But even yeah. that, most, most departments are going to look at you and say, if you're not willing to put in at least 20, 25 hours across five days, 
there's not enough a commitment for us to kind of bring you in and bring you in as a volunteer. Well, and keep in mind, exactly. we're there working for seven days. If you can't find, you know, 25 hours to work over a seven day window mm-hmm. of availability before con, during con, after con, like as we're, we're trying to get out, it's, I mean, we, we really need people that are reliable that can be there when they say they're going to be there and that are going to, you know, put in that kind of extra mile. I think we, we have run some statistics over the years. We probably don't have really accurate numbers right now, but I think the average tech ops volunteer over the time period works about 40 to 45 hours as an average. Yep. Wow. That's a lot yep. of hours. When they, I thought that number was rather soft. I would ballpark it somewhere in like 50, 60 hours. It, it, yeah, I, we ran those numbers in the past. I don't know what those numbers are like in the last couple of years, but I know we, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I ran those numbers with Stephen Grenade uh, years ago. And I know we yeah. were looking at numbers in that in that ballpark. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of hours. I mean, when I first got brought in as a director, Jason and I each did minimum 12 hour shifts a day. So 12 hours on, but minimum after, after you're done with your shift, there's still other problems you're trying to resolve. So really, you're putting in 16, 18 hours. Go take a nap for a few hours and you're right back on shift. Right. That's why bringing- and maybe maybe you get to see something that you want to do. Maybe. Possibly. If you can remember it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> the, the app yeah. helps with that, but not perfectly. Yeah. Transstar. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, when you get signal for the app, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we're the strange people where you know this is our con. This is what we enjoy doing. Uh, so you know the the hours that number seems crazy, but it it's self fulfilling and it's something we like enjoy doing. Um, you know, we do still need people that are just you know are able to to say show up, do their twenty five hours because we do need help you know, doing things like loading ballrooms, moving cables and, and that sort of thing. So it, you know, <laughs> we're joking around and everything else, but it, you know, it's not we that scary. That. Yeah. Nah. And well, you might find you like it and you're going to be that next year, that person that's right along with us putting in because that happens every year. <laughs> Always. I have never attended Dragon Con. Yeah, ever. Same. same here. Never. Same. No. No. I did my first year and I was on Tech Ops by the end of my first year. <laughs> Uh, there we go. <laughs> I did two years, except again, I was volunteering during my second year because, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a new track and they just desperately needed people. And I was like, I can stand up here and watch people talk and tell them they got five minutes. I'm right with that. So, yeah. So we've all done that. And that's really great. So one of the things, too, um, is somebody said heckled people. No, don't well, heckle people. No, no, no. No, don't yeah. heckle. Don't heckle. Remember, John has said this a lot. Every year at Dragon Con, all of us, all the Dragon Con family that we love has to be flexible. This year, we not only have to be flexible, we have to be like extra flexible. We have to be extra bendy. Extra bendy, Yes. Even somebody whose spinal column doesn't work anymore has got to figure out how to be a little more bendy this year. But also, we've got to be even more patient than usual because who knows what's going to happen? And we're all going to, well, we will manage that chaos as it goes as we do every year. But just be nice, please. Well, please be I'll, nice. 
two things. One is we strive every year to make sure that Dragon Con, the attendees never see the problems. Nope. Every now and then you might see the problem, but typically 99% of the problems that we have, you're not going to see because we're going to sneak in, figure out the problem, resolve right. it as you're loading in the room and you never know it. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing about for our volunteers, because we get this out of the year, we don't just need technical people. I need people. Yeah. So we have yeah. people who sit in a chair and for every track director who gets a radio, they come see us and get a radio and check it out. So volunteering for tech ops isn't just setting up the ballrooms. It's my HR people. It's my radio people. It's my, here's a piece of cable. Please take it from this room to this other room and come back. If you can do and that. come back. And it, come back. It, yeah, exactly. The secret. Yes. If, you can, if you know how to come back, then we can use you on tech ops. Yes. Well, and if you want to learn the, everything else, I'll teach you everything else. We'll get yeah. people with you to teach you how to run a board, a soundboard, um, a room, you name it. We'll teach you that to you. But if you can start with basics about stuff, you're golden. It's it's also the people in the ballrooms. When you're when you're going into the room to go see whatever panel you've been in line for two yep. hours for or an hour please for. Please come forward and go that hey, way. Please come to the sound of my voice and go down this road. Those are tech ops people as well. So yeah. we, we need any of those bodies that, yes. that are willing to do that kind of work. Yeah, the people that volunteer in the ballrooms are tech ops. So just FYI for that and understanding that too, which is I think important too because some people don't get that those people that you see running those soundboards or those really big cameras, they probably didn't know how to do that. They were willing to help and willing to learn. So I started learning AV, audiovisual technology, at DragonCon, and I do AV professionally now as my day job. Wow! But I started doing that basically with DragonCon back when I started doing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will also say something you should thank Tech Ops for is if you're in the Sheraton and you're at the party on Thursday night, there is a big spinny mirror disco ball. <laughs> Tech Ops puts that up for, there for me for every year we've had that party, and it's awesome because we like it because it's it's a party. And a, and a couple I of like bright spotlights on it too to make it extra shiny. I was about to say I think that gets flown every year when the equipment gets flown up into the sky. That gets added on. I love my disco ball. I really do. And I thank Tech Ops and Bill Bill for getting me my disco ball each and every year. So, yeah. And you guys are right. You you don't see our faces. You don't see people handling stuff. There's so much more that goes on behind. That's why we wanted to have Tech Ops. Because, Michael, it was a great idea. There is so much that goes on behind Con that you just can't imagine. We are the ducks on the pond. Everything is calm on the surface and paddling like hell underneath the water. If you see us running, you should probably Mm -hmm. be running too and in the same direction and faster. (laughs) You usually don't see us. We're, we're, we exist kind of behind the scenes for the most, most part. Well, actually I'm not sure you want to run behind them and with them because probably they're running towards the problem. And you are trying also to true. like going, I, I brought you the coffee and the chocolate. I'm out. I am not doing any more. So there you go. So yeah, do that. Um, all right. So as we're doing this, one of the things I said, I first of all want to know how, all right, each person got their nickname. So Jason, you said you've been Wolfman since middle school. I've been Wolfman since middle school. 
So in, in middle yeah. school, I, I really wish I had a good picture of it, but uh, I have always had the widow's peak from hell. Okay. And when I was in middle school, I looked like Eddie Munster. Like I had big, thick, pointy eyebrows and I had a widow's peak and my hair has always stood straight up. So I had straight up hair that had the widow's peak down on the front and it, somebody called me Wolfman one day and it stuck. And that's been my nickname since I like the late eighties. So we've, we've had other people try to come on to tech before with, with wolf centric names or requested as Wolfman too. It's like, sorry, this one's here for us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No, you're not playing that. All right, Scott, West Coast. Um, when I first volunteered, my then brother-in-law was the tech director. So his name was Thomas. Um, came out for his wedding and he explained what they did at Dragon Con and said, You should come out here. Okay, I'll buy a plane ticket, I'll pay for a hotel, I'll fly from the West Coast out here. Did all the paperwork, get out here, come to find out, oh, we needed a nickname for you. But we forgot to tell you. So we're going to give you the nickname West Coast. Okay, I get it. It makes sense. They tried to change it over the years three different times. Nobody can remember the name. So it becomes, all right, you're forever West Coast. There you go. And I'm like, are you still on the West Coast? No, I'm in Atlanta. So someone's trying to make it. You should be named Bicoastal. Sorry, it just doesn't work. Yes, doesn't fall off as quickly as West Coast. All right, Transstar. Um, honestly, this is just a uh, nickname I've had ever since the you know pre-dawn days of the internet before images even became on there. So um, it it was kind of one of those. And uh, they asked for a nickname. I was like, oh, I'll just put that down, and it just never changed. So I'm sorry. I as I said earlier, you look very young. You <laughs> said pre-days of the internet, early days before there were images. Come on, no, not for you. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, well, congratulations. Keep <laughs> that moisturizer up and then send me whichever one it is. Uh, okay, so Nefri. Oh, man. Um, mine is. You can make up the story. Weird. I'm not going to know the truth. These guys will, but they won't tell me. But if I, I, I need to tell the truth because otherwise they'll call me out on it. And that's what I trust them to do. Um, um, no, uh, Nefri was a was a tabletop character that I played in high school um, when I was uh, playing back in the long, long ago when I was playing White Wolf. And that was big. I had a character named Nefri. And then when I became a performer, um. Well, actually, that's not true. I started working at DragonCon first. They said I need a nickname for the badge thing and I can't go by Claire. And that's a whole other story. And I said, okay, fine. Just do this one thinking that, okay, fine. People called me that, you know, a few years ago in high school. People will call me that now. It's not a big deal. It's just once a year. And then I became a professional entertainer. And now that's just my name. Yep. There you go. All right, Nefri. There you go. It started with VTM, but I'd like to think I elevated it a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. Awesome. Very good. Very good. I like this. I like this. And then Scott or Jason, you said if somebody doesn't pick a name, some years you'll like, you said last year was car parts. So you had a yeah, battery so, and a so spark plug. I've, I've been in the grocery store talking to our HR people saying, uh, we need a new badge name for this person. I'm literally looking at a bottle of Sunkiss and say, his name is now Sunkissed. There you go. Okay. Um, 
We've and had that badge name stuck too. <laughs> yep. It did. It did. <laughs> okay. Well, and we usually let people try to pick their first badge name. Um, mm-hmm. We usually have certain rules behind it. It has to be family friendly. It needs to be easily read and said over a radio. Mm-hmm. So if you want to put together 64 characters random and call it a name, if I can't pronounce it, I'm sorry. We're going to pick up something else for you. Um, but usually throughout the convention, somebody's going to say or do something um, funny, not funny, whatever, and that's going to affect us and want to change your badge name. All we I had sometimes right now is I want to name somebody but Fooderman, Fooderman, but that's just because I rewatched that show recently. So okay, it's yeah, we've 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 had people Fooderman, Fooderman. Pick yeah. a pick right. a name, you know, pirate something, and get on the radio and talk for five minutes straight. I've had to get break the radio, get in there, and say, "Okay, you, you're no longer pirate, whatever. Your name is now Chatterbox." Period. It's <laughs> <laughs> another name that stuck. <laughs> yeah. That also stuck. Oh, I was gonna say, not all of our badge names are voluntary. <laughs> all your badge names are voluntary. There you go. There you go. Yeah. See, I didn't realize how big a deal, like those kind of nicknames were for years until dragon con because i'm just lee it's pretty simple i mean i've had it pronounced in so many different ways especially with my spelling but yeah because like i'll look at my volunteers badge i'll be like well i never knew that was what you wanted to be called they're like no they just asked for a nickname and that's what i was my character or that was this or that or something Mm -hmm. else and i'm like oh Okay. And the widow speak thing and looking like Eddie Munster. I was about to say you didn't slick it back. It just stood up, huh? Jason, you didn't slick it back. <laughs> He's it not answering that up. question. I see that. Oh, it just sucks right. Okay, good. All right. So I, I, for once for a little while there I actually had long hair and my hair still stood straight up. I woke up in the morning, I look like an eighties rock star with all the hairspray because <laughs> my hair stood straight up. <laughs> Good to know. Good. <laughs> Anybody has those pictures? I have cookies. Um, <laughs> and I got cookies I my trash, track we might be We might be able to pull up some old pictures. There you go. There are a couple of old pictures of me in Tech Ops when I still had a ponytail, but that was a long time ago. <laughs> I don't think I've ever remembered you with a ponytail. and we I kind of remember us always being on South. I definitely but, had a ponytail well, in 97. 97. Okay. Woo. Awesome. All right. Now, best stories. Keep them family friendly. And we're going to start with Michael because he's been the quietest. Yep. All right. Um... Oh. Baby, I think you lost your mic. You You lost lost your your mic, mic, baby. Michael? We can't hear you, Michael. Nope. Anything? Please stand by. No, we're you're technical back. difficulties. Technical difficulties. We got, we got you back. We got you back. Pick up away. <laughs> Yay for technical problems. Um, but if you can hear me, so one of the things is we uh, are subject to so many stories that can never see the light of day. Ever. <laughs> um, so yeah, we, yeah. Uh, trying to think of one that... Uh, that we can share. So one that does remind me is uh, at con a few years ago, uh, there was a app launch where one of the stars were uh, launching an app that had to deal with conventions and everything else. 
Um, and so the room was set up like it would have been for a presentation because we, uh, you know, weren't uh, wasn't too much communicated to us about it. Um, and about you know five ten minutes before the panel starts, the guest walks in and is like, "This is supposed to be a party," which means round tables, all the chairs are gone off the floor, dance floor, and everything else. Um, so yeah, that was uh, a fun experience, but. In doing that, we had the uh, this uh, the guests there pushing t- pushing chairs with us. Uh, you know, they have this huge eight foot tall section of chairs, moving it with all the hotel staff and everything else. Um, that's one of those calls that uh, you know Wolfman or uh, West Coast gets that they all of a sudden stand up from some wherever they're sitting down and run to some hotel. That's the type of calls that they do get. That's that's so, when that's, two that's when two whole rows stand up and walk out at, at the same time. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Okay, Nefri. Uh, hold on one second. You're back. I, okay. Um, I well, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm the overnight director. None of mine are family friendly. <laughs> oh, that's true. Please, also, people, if you are gonna vomit, don't. Find a trash can. Don't. Yes, please, please. Please don't. Trash can. There are a lot of trash cans around Con. That ends up being something else in the overnight uh, director's jurisdiction of getting the hotel crews to clean up some of that mess from the from the raves that are going on before, uh, you know, before the the late late show starts. I will say that um, I, I will admit to some some small stage fright in this case. I'm obviously much better behind the camera. I'm sure we all are. But uh, I actually had Scott on the phone this morning like, I don't even know what to wear, man. Should I put on a suit? He was like, you've got Dragon Con t-shirts. I was like, I can't wear a t-shirt. I normally look like Nazi librarian Barbie. Nobody's going to take me seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to Dragon. Yeah. Enjoy your stay. Mm-hmm. There are no refunds. Nope. I was nope. Say, don't yep. even enjoy your stay. Just you're gonna stay. You're staying. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> um, but I like that. Yeah. I I will tell one story that was before I was a director, and uh, largely because I get to pick on Jason just a little bit, just a little bit, and so he knows the story I'm going to talk about because I love the story. Um, I was, uh, I wasn't a director yet. I was, uh, still working on the day shift, working under Jason. I was the second and I happened to be in the Weston in the wild, wild Weston. And I got a text from Jason that was an SOS text and we all have our little, you know, code words and stuff. And so it was an SOS text and I had to be in the Marriott. Well, it's Saturday at about nine 45, I think Saturday. Yeah. Uh, So I had to run through the parade. The parade's Saturday, right? I can't ever tell when the schedule is. So I have to go through the parade from the West End through to the Marriott. And the next text that I sent to Jason was, I might need bail money. (laughs) (laughs) And, And he goes, the immediate response text was, I can't deal with that also right now. <laughs> I can't deal with that also right now. <laughs> and then one of the APD officers had been given instructions to not let anybody in the front door of the Marriott during the parade. Oh. And I said, no, I don't think you understand. I'm going through that door, sir. And you're welcome to come with me. Um, but without handcuffs, I'm going through that door. 
Uh-huh. And he said, oh, no, you're not. Oh, no, you're not. And my uh, my husband at the time was with me and he immediately just stepped in and played interference while I immediately found the second front door to the Marriott and wiggled my way in and ran through the hotel to find out what was wrong. <laughs> there are a lot of people here. He won't figure out which one's <laughs> That was my thinking. I was like, if I could just be sneaky and fast, like I'll just zoom. Um, no, yeah, don't do this, JTD. But that is a funny story. You, that's a well. Good it, fortunately, I was very fortunate. Somebody from safety uh, came to my rescue and pulled the APD officer aside, knew who I was, and said, "Yeah, that one. Wherever she's going, you don't want to be." Um, so again, that's it's, a, it's just better if you just let that go. <laughs> just let that go. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right, Scott. All right, West Coast, what you got? Uh, that's, that's the question. Do you start talking about Green Lantern and things like that? But oh, <laughs> I don't think those are PG. <laughs> exactly. Not PG. For this. Exactly. No. Okay. No. Well, next time I see you, I do want to hear whatever green man turn is but <laughs> you, okay. you might not <laughs> yeah you might not want it um i think the most interesting was uh a venture panel venture brothers a panel mm. uh 15 20 minutes before the end of their panel the venture brothers decided to announce hey we're gonna have an autograph signing outside this ballroom for x amount of people yeah, i remember that <sighs> i had i had their handler walk up to me stark white face saying they just announced this i did not know about it i apologize can we make it happen um in 15 minutes between a message between safety the hotel staff itself we were actually able to set up an actual table spacing where people were going to stand have cards to hand out to the first x amount of people and say if you don't have a card you can't be in line no signatures when they were done with their panel, they literally walked outside their ballroom, 50 feet to a table, sat down, and started signing autographs. That's the type of things that Dragon Con and Tech Ops can do. You give us a few moments, let us breathe, we'll come up right. with a solution. We will figure out a solution. We will. We work the problem. We do work the problem. Yeah. You may not like my solution, but I'm going to find you a solution. Yeah. It might not, and it might not be the prettiest. That might be why exactly. you're on stage. Well, there's no lead guitar, but that does happen. All right, Jason, come on. I don't know. There's so many stories. Uh, There's there's crazy stories from, like, things that have gone catastrophically wrong to, like, just some of the most random things, like a a random thing that comes to mind, like, that most people wouldn't be able to say in in their careers, whether it's volunteering or professionally or whatever, is... You know, once upon a time, we had um, a whole group of very famous musicians that were coming to perform at Dragon Con. And Tech Ops literally had to pick up Chick Corea's piano to put onto the stage yeah. so that they could have the setup for their performance. So we we literally wow. hand-lifted Chick Corea's grand piano to put on the stage in Centennial. So random that, things that that we have wow. done in, in our time there <laughs> that's wow that i mean there was very gosh heavy. there was probably 25 of us or so that lifted that piano but um that was also back when there was probably only about 50 of us and 45 50 
Yeah, yeah. right. There were these. There were only this many at that point. That tells when you I, how many yeah. hotels we are now, and the mark. So, oh my goodness. Now, the one thing we're going to end up with here, and we're not going to play a game because I could. I am still very terrified. I did not hit record, but those <laughs> ops. That's I'm not. Um, but they could teach me. They could. I totally admit that. Um, but. So one of the things I often get asked is, why aren't all the track rooms on DCTV? Or why isn't it this? Or why isn't it that? And that's a DCTV question. That's not a tech ops question. So what is the relationship between tech ops and DCTV? Because I know there is one. Yes. But. Yeah. Go ahead, Scott. I'll, no, I'll let you take this one. Because you've been working with them the longest. So... <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's kind of funny because you know when we when we first started the concept of even trying to stream video out of out of these rooms, I mean it was Tech Ops that had some little extra bit of kit that we were taking video from a camera and you know doing some kind of ingesting, sending it to somebody's laptop, and that was going up to a, a stream that predated YouTube. I don't even remember what it was back then, but I remember we were doing it, and. Eventually, that kind of, you know, turned into its own dedicated department with more sophisticated technology and more sophisticated streaming platforms and better organizational structure on how they were doing all of that. So, you know, what that's kind of evolved to today, at least from the ballroom side, is, you know, we're still running the microphones that are on the stage for the panelists, for the Q&A, for the people that are standing there in the audience that are asking questions to panelists. Um, there's usually somebody running that video camera and all of that is going back to some kind of a, we'll, we'll call it a local distribution point. So somebody from DC TV is manning that. So they're controlling, you know, what the cam, what the image from the camera is on the screen or whether there's content coming from somebody's laptop and making sure that that audio feed is good and, and all of those sorts of things. And then that goes down to the, the DC TV kind of broadcast operation where that gets then ingested back to the the hotel uh, closed circuit uh, feed so you can watch it in your hotel room and what's going out to the, you know, the video sites like StreamYard and, and, you know, whatever other platforms we're using. So that's, you know, we, we have to work very closely together because their, their front end equipment is sitting on, you know, our sound stages that are still taking, you know, feeds from our microphones and, and the cameras and stuff like that in the room. So, you know, we, they, they rely on us to get them the, the, the baseline of the stuff, but, you know, they're the ones that are doing all the processing and all the, the legwork to get that, you know, to the to the Internet. So, yeah, very if, cool. if you go back and look at some of the old original bumpers for DCTV, all those people were Tech Ops people because DCTV was born out of Tech Ops. That's so right. that's why you see the same people over and over again, because we need people this weekend to form a new bumper. Same people that volunteer and it's your tech staff. Yep, there you go. Or those were the ones that could find right then. Who, who, exactly. Hey, I need those two rows. Come on, let's go right now. Well, yep. that, to, to shoot yeah. some of those bumpers, they still needed microphones and lighting and cameras yeah. and stuff like that. And we're the people that own all that stuff on the side for fun anyway. <laughs> for fun. Okay. Don't want to know. Not going to ask. <laughs> okay. Hey, I've go. got lighting in here and lighting in front of me and microphones and cameras and everything else. I have a green screen behind me that I'm not using right now because we tried to use it the other day and it caused a serious lag. So until John gets back here and we can figure some stuff out, you're just going to see this or else you're just going to see my messy um, 
desk area behind me. <laughs> this just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. So I just want to thank you guys. Uh, y'all, I try not to use you guys anymore. I want to thank y'all for all being on here. This has been a lot of fun. We have gone over an hour. We're not playing a game on Jackbox, but John will be inviting you all back. Well, actually, I will be because that's paperwork that John doesn't want to do. I will be inviting <laughs> you guys all back one time, and we will just play a Jackbox game, and John will show it or add it or whatever because he loves his games. Me? I, you know, it's unless it's exploding kittens or ticket to ride, I'm pretty much out of it. Uh, but there we go. So, on behalf of John, and happy birthday to his oldest, who is not here. This is Lee for Jason, Scott, Nefri, and Michael. See, I went that way. Saying bye. Bye, all. Okay. Thanks. And be nice to everybody. Please. Please. This was a production of the Unique Geek. Call our comment line at 8133210TUG. That's 8133210884. Email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com or 50days at theuniquegeek.com. Follow the Unique Geek on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share Alike License.